Uh, the uh, Afeka Center for Language Processing is part of the Afeka Academ- Academic College of Engineering and is a unique research, development, and instruction lab located in Tel Aviv, Israel, and specifically dedicated to the field of speech and language processing. Professor Ami Moyal, speech processing specialist and president of Afeka College of Engineering, is going to join us in a moment. There has been a major piece of news regarding COVID-19, and that is that the uh, college, uh, the Afeka College of Engineering, has a groundbreaking research project led by the Israeli Ministry of Defense currently underway at the college to detect pre-diagnostic COVID-19 potential carriers using voice and speech processing. Professor Moyal, shalom and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, happy to to be with you. I appreciate that very much. Um, uh, let's, Let's start first with the problem. The problem is, or the situation is, if I understand this correctly, we're trying to develop a way to know if somebody is either um, positive for or inclined to have COVID-19 as early as possible. Would that be a way of describing the the uh, the premise here? Yeah, that's the, exactly the way to describe it. Uh, first of all, maybe a few introduction words. Is it possible? Certainly. Okay, first of all, it's, it's a national project, as you mentioned, led by the Israeli Ministry of Defense, or MOD. Afeka College of Engineering is the academic institute that is performing the research, but it's quite a large project. We are collaborating with three hospitals, three main hospitals here in Israel, Sheba, Bellinson, and Hasharon, and additional MOD technology units as well as high-tech companies are involved. The main goal of the project, uh, I guess, besides of learning how COVID-19 influences uh, human speech, is, as you mentioned, uh, to try to identify potential COVID-19 carriers among the general uh, population. And then uh, it would enable decision makers to prioritize testing for the virus and, as a consequence, subsequently, a break in the chain of infection, because uh, in the last few weeks we are having a lot of discussions with uh, physicians that specialize in respiratory disease or ear and noise and throat, and it seems that among the earliest symptoms of COVID-19 are swelling of the vocal cords and throat infection that uh, affects the human speech, and we are trying to identify these very, very early symptoms as at the people that are potentially infected in the COVID-19. Uh, uh, and this is no surprise, obviously, to those of us who, are, who don't have a science background, because we know, as you know, plenty of people here in New York who've been a COVID-19 positive, and in, in many, many of the cases, uh, it's obvious that their voice is affected, they have uh, a sore throat, they have a noticeable, what I would call mild laryngitis, just to the, to the naked ear. Uh, so that doesn't come to a surprise at all that they would uh, that that would be a key symptom. The shock to us, for for those of us with a non-science background, is that this is able to be detected 
as uh, as early as uh, as as uh, as you just described. And I guess the the key, as you just said, is that the symptoms that we know as a voice or throat problem is something that a professional doctor could see just by looking at or examining the vocal cords or by just uh, doing whatever examination they normally do. Uh, you do though in the in the release, it does say potential carriers using voice and speech processing. Is it more? Than just a, a physical examination uh, of the um, of the vocal cords is, is is it also something that that literally might be able to be detected by a voice expert who's simply hearing an average person talking? Okay, I, I'll try to address the various points that you have mentioned in your question. Uh, first of all, we are targeting. Our dream is to have an application on the cellular in which every citizen of Israel, one of nine million, can talk to the application as many times as he wants during the day, meaning it's not a one-time testing. And then if the technology, the algorithm, which is, by the way, based on machine learning, artificial intelligence, and speech processing, would indicate that uh, above a certain probability there are symptoms, he should be uh, checked at hospital or by, uh, by a doctor. So this, this is the dream. The whole population will be tested uh, by a very, very simple application. It's all based on computer, no, no physical intervention, just at the later phase when you do the real uh, testing of the coronavirus. We, from our experience, and we are working quite a long time with speech processing in the medical market, we have noticed that, that sometimes the artificial intelligence algorithm can, can uh, give us alerts on very, very fine symptoms that sometimes the ear of the doctor or of the expert cannot, uh, cannot listen or hear it, and the AI algorithm itself give us a note about the symptom in, uh, in the voice. Another aspect is that these classical symptoms that I've mentioned are, uh, can be symptoms of other uh, disease or sickness, like a flu. Right. So in this research, we, are, we actually defined three groups, uh, people that are uh, COVID-19 negative, people that are COVID-19 at very early phases of infection, but positive. And the, 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 the third group is uh, people that has a flu or has similar symptoms in order that would, would, would be able to distinguish not between, only between COVID-19 negative and positive, but also between people that have similar symptoms but are suffering from uh, other disease. So these are the three groups that we have defined, and we are now uh, in a collection of speech voices from these three groups to be entered to our algorithms that would actually model the three groups, and if a potential speaker would talk to the system or to the application, it would categorize the speech into one of these three groups with the associated uh, uh, probability of uh, uh, recognition. Unbelievable, uh, Dr. Ayal Moyal is with us. He, Ami Moyal is with us. He is the is uh, uh, the president of the Afeka Tel Aviv Academic College of Engineering. I hope I hope you agree that no question is a silly question. Uh, would this be able to <laughs> would this be able to detect a strep throat infection? 
maybe something in general. We are talking about algorithms that uh, are related to uh, machine learning or artificial intelligence. Basically, the algorithms are ready. We are working for them for many years. And they can distinguish between any groups that you have enough data to categorize the group. Let's say we are talking now about COVID-19, but the same solution can be used to to different diseases or infection or phenomena. As long as the algorithm receives enough speech data that model the specific uh, problem. And as, a, as, a, as an answer, we are trying to, and that's quite a heavy task, to try to distinguish between people with similar uh, symptoms between flu and, and COVID-19 positive. So the answer is yes. Uh, that's a research that we can conduct. Speech processing in the last two years is used more and more in the medical market. And I, and I can repeat my dream. One day, You'll talk to the cellular, to your colleagues, you'll do your everyday talk, and there'll be a client that will analyze your voice. And once something in your voice is different than your regular voice, or it will discover symptoms, you will receive an alert. Please go to the doctor uh, to test your voice or to do other testings because something has changed in your voice, and that can reflect to various uh, diseases in our body. You know, the people here in the United States, and I'm sure it's the same in Israel, we are desperately, and I say this in a collective, we are desperately looking for uh, high-quality, quick uh, testing. That's uh, one of the secrets, uh, not, a, not a secret, it's one of the, uh, uh, the ways that we can completely reopen as a society. The more testing available, the more reliable and quick testing available, the easier it will be uh, to acclimate back to to normal, so to speak, is there a timetable for this? Is this something that that uh, you could already target a a month and year of when this will be ready for people to actually uh, be tested in this manner? Yeah, I, I will address the timetable, but first I would like to to clarify: uh, we are it, it it's going to be a pre-diagnosis tool. It's not, it's not a medical uh, testing by all means, meaning it, it, millions of people would be able to use the application to receive the probability that they, they are potentially COVID-19 carriers, but then uh, a medical uh, testing should be done. It's a pre-diagnosis tool. Right. Uh, uh, the, main, the main target currently is to collect enough speech from people in order to train our models. So we need a few hundreds of people, and we are on the way to it. I guess it's about a a week to two weeks after having enough data, we would be able to say if there is something concrete in this direction. I guess the main question would be what is the recognition percentage, and can we do something with uh, 80% uh, percentage or 75%? You know, the issue of false alarm may be tedious in this case. And to do, let's say, two weeks after we are having data to have a clear view if there is something in this direction, and I strongly believe that yes, and a few weeks later we would be able to uh, uh, put an application to be used by our government and any other government. But it's, it's, uh, just to finalize one more sentence, I know that everybody is targeting the COVID-19 currently, but we are looking 
big picture. We are looking to the, we are looking to the future, yeah. to the second round, to the next winter, and to other and viruses the, and that stand, may attack us as and a the stand, human. And the standard flu. I mean, it would, if it would help with that, imagine how many, you know, how, how helpful that would be, of course. Yeah, definitely. Um, is the United States aware of your research, or these days everybody around the world is aware of everybody's research? Uh, yeah, I must say that uh, our prime minister office has gathered uh, more than dozen countries, and I received the honor and the possibility to present our project to uh, more than dozen countries in Europe. The state is also familiar with the project, and I must say that I know that there are similar uh, projects in the states uh, that maybe are targeting a different goal in the COVID-19 infection, but various institutes around the globe are trying to use speech processing for various aspects. We are targeting on the, on the pre-diagnosis, and others are uh, focusing on more learning how the COVID-19 influenced the human speech. Professor Moyal, how long does it take to become a speech processing expert? It took me uh, the PhD 10 years, and then I spent 15 years in the Israeli high-tech industry. I'm more than 25 years in the field. Well, amazing. I'm fascinated by voices, maybe because of the industry that I'm in, but you must have, you must have a, really, uh, a fascination with voices from a completely different perspective. Yeah, definitely. But I must say that I started with, first of all, the speech signal, that is analyzed by our brain automatically on a daily basis in each conversation includes a lot of data. The content, the speaker, the gender, the language, the dialect, age. There's a lot of data that our brain is analyzing in, in, in less than a fraction of a second, let's say, to identify with whom you are speaking. And we are, in this field, trying to imitate the human brain. Actually, the main tool that we are using is called DNN, Deep Neural Network. Neural network that are trying to, to imitate the way that uh, the brain is, is working. So basically, it's part of artificial intelligence or the, the, uh, the experiment to try to build an artificial human brain and speech analysis is part of it. So I started many years ago in human-machine interaction, meaning like Siri, uh, virtual assistant, we are going to talk to all, all machines, we are going to communicate via voice and speech to all machines. Then when I was in the industry, I, I worked for many years in, in the search field, meaning there's a lot of speech data and video data that you want to search data inside. And these days we are uh, implementing basically the same speech processing tools to, to, the, to the medical market. So the same basic infrastructure and tools that are improving with years are each time implemented in a different vertical market to, assi to assist uh, society. At what age is a human being's speech and voice optimal, in your opinion? I think there's a development and a change until the age of 18, 20, and then it began to be stable. But 
I must tell you that if I will record you saying the same sentence, let's say at the same day, five times, in the difference of two hours each, I will show you the plot on the screen, you would not recognize. It's a completely different signal. Our speech is heavily influenced by uh, our mood, if we are sick, if we are tired. It's called uh, a random process, and what we are using are advanced tools that model a signal that is changing constantly, and the speech is completely different from one voice to, to another. So, so, so the main issue is statistically uh, uh, modeling. So one second. If Sinatra recorded a song at 50 years old and then recorded the exact same song at 52 years old, there would be a major difference? No. I, I think that you will still see the main ingredients of the voice, but there will definitely a change in the basic frequencies. You know, I, I once participated in a research that uh, people try to imitate our prime minister voice. Right. When, when, you, when you saw it on TV, it looks alike because... Uh, the it, mannerisms. It, it, yeah, the manner, the, he took to the extreme several figures, right. but once you analyze it on a computer, you, right. immediately you show it's not the, the well, original, well, uh, imita the original Imitation is all about exaggeration, so I would think that, yeah. that, that it would not... Yeah. Uh, very, very interesting. I'm fascinated by this. I'll tell you. I, uh, like I say, I, I wonder about voice quality and how people's voices change over the years. I, there, it must. You know, it must be an interesting analysis. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just suggesting. I mean, there are cantors and great singers who wonder. I mentioned Sinatra before. Opera singers, etc., who wonder when the downgrade is going to start happening. At what age? Is there a way to identify an average of when a great voice will start to not sound exactly as great as it did during its prime time? No, this is not something that I'm familiar with. It's, uh, I must emphasize that our work is more of a machine learning work mm -hmm. that we let the computer learn from many samples the phenomena and less and less specific phenomena that uh, evolve to a specific uh, person. Another point is that our machine learning algorithms are constantly monitoring the change with no opinion if the change is good or bad. The main issue is to model the, model the, current, uh, the current speech itself. So if I asked you why certain voices, not just singing voices, but spoken word voices as well, are really pleasant to the average human ear and others are completely irrelevant to the average human ear. Would you have an analysis of that or not? Yeah, but I guess it's highly correlated to the frequencies that are, to the distribution of the frequencies that are included in the certain word and then on the way that the specific person is pronouncing uh, the word. Fascinating. But you know, if speech interests you, uh, the, the next level would be BCI, brain-computer interaction, meaning we will, we will communicate with other computers uh, directly through, uh, uh, from our brain without operating the speech uh, to give a command. So if you're looking for, if it interest, interests you and you're looking for the next generation, it's going to be BCI, not, uh, not uh, com communicating with a computer via speech, 
directly through our brain, from signals from our brain. Not, o- not only am I interested, I want to be one of the subjects in that research, frankly. <laughs> Uh, Professor Ami Moyal is the uh, president of the Afeka Tel Aviv Academic College of Engineering. Uh, good luck. We, we certainly need your research at this point and for sure uh, in the future as well. Tadaraban, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. 17 minutes after 8 o'clock. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.